0: Hello, this is episode 25 of Life from the Brodello. It's like a reunion. It is like a reunion. I've been in Peru, although you don't know that, dear listener, and also, dear listener, sorry, episode 24 still hasn't been edited, and you could have had that before I left. But, what can I say? I'm a bad person. Terrible. Which is, I assume, why it was so hard for you to get back into the country. Oh man, let's talk about me getting back into the country. Let's not even talk about my wonderful holiday. Well, I'm curious about that too. It was pretty rough. Peru's pretty rough. Yeah, pretty hardcore. Um, But yeah, let's talk about my my terrible troubles getting back into the country. So we came from Lima through Miami, and then we had a connecting flight from Miami to Boston. So we landed landed in Miami at 7 o'clock, half past 7, and then our connecting flight to Boston was at half past 10 or so. We're talking in the morning, right? In the morning. Figure. yesterday morning. But because we were coming from the foreigns, we had to go through border control and customs and then re-enter the airport. Like you always do. Terrible. Which is always terrible. So, Jesse obviously got to go in the special line for people who America loves, and I went into the special line for people who America hates. Hmm. This also happened You're to in a- Syria, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so it, it was also my first time coming back into the country having got my visa Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, this is the first time that, like, I showed my visa to somebody, and, and they went, oh, this is why you're supposed to be here. So they were like, well, do you still work here? So they sent me off to a room to to sit and wait while they didn't do anything. Uh Um, Which is probably what they were doing. No, well, I mean, I was watching them the whole time. (laughs) They 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 were just talking to each other and just making me sit there, while, of course, I wasn't allowed to use my phone to tell Jesse that I was held up in customs. So, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there looking at my watch, and in fairness, like, 45 minutes later... They finally decided to look something up on a computer and let me go. So I'm like, right, now I have about 30 to 45 minutes before my plane takes off. I need to run. That sounds, just, running sounds very suspicious to me. I don't think that was my problem, and I will <laughs> explain why during the course of the rest of the story. Yeah, so I, I ran down through to um, Bags Reclaim, and, and like it was empty, and I was like, I can see a door here. I'm just going to go through the door. The doors are closed. I'm assuming there are more doors further down down and I'll just like go through the main hallway and I will be out and, uh-huh. and so like, I push the door open and this guy looks up from his security desk and he just goes who are you I'm like I'm a passenger I want to leave and get out what are you doing here give me your ID and like I give him my passport and he literally takes it from me like it's covered in green goo he's just like like really at arm's length peering at it as if it's on fire or glistening somehow.
1: And Did so you have a big sign that said no oh.
0: No. No. Well like it was so you know the um tensor barriers. The the tall poles with the uh, cloth strip that yeah, stretches I'll, out. Yeah, things are so much fun to play with while right, I stand the line. Right. So they had those, but without the strips, and they were just like poles standing around the door. And I was like, so I, I walked around the side of a baggage reclaim, and I saw a bunch of poles and a door, and I couldn't see anything else, because there was mm-hmm. a baggage carousel in the way. And I was like, fuck it, that's a door, I need to go through it to be on the other side. Mm-hmm. So, he decides to, to be all like, what are you doing here? I want to get out. That door was closed and blocked off of, um... I just want to get to the other side because I'm late for my flight I can't see you gesturing because not making good gestures and angry faces <laughs> as is his right yes and, and so he like leads me through <laughs> what the a very
1: few we grant to non-citizens
0: so he leads me through the, the back of what is now US customs rather than border control I, I got through the border control mm-hmm. hurdle. they decided I was allowed to be let in mm-hmm. but they now thought that I was drug smuggling or something and literally like as soon as we, we walked in despite the fact that I said to him I am I'm trying to get through because I am late for my flight. Can you tell me the right way to go? He was like, I call this guy trying to sneak through. Oh, great. So they take everything off me and they're all like, take your hands out of your pockets, keep them on the desk. I want a binding declaration from you that like all of the things in your bags are yours. And they literally took out everything from my bag and put it back in. And they were like, right, go over there. Open a like... A cell, basically. Um, and it was, a, it was a proper hands on the wall, bend over, we are going to touch your butt crack now, and if you move, it will be a sign of aggression. And there were three officers there basically ready to beat the shit out of me. Obviously, I didn't have drugs in my butt, so they didn't find anything.
1: Where are you keeping them?
0: Uh, I'm not saying. Also, like, I actually had a slab of cooking chocolate that I <laughs> bought back, and they didn't even unwrap yeah. it. They just saw this slab of a thing and they pointed at it and said, what is this? And I said, it's cooking chocolate. And, like, I had my anti-malarials and my, this like, altitude horrifying. sickness pills. And he pulled them out and he said, what are these? And I told him and he just seemed happy. So if ever you want to actually smuggle drugs through U.S. customs, just put them well, in, the in prescription <laughs> containers and then say they are the thing that's on the container. And they will probably just believe you. Unless you're saying like unless you also say they're drugs or I'm wearing it you're wearing a t-shirt saying I am a drug smuggler or something, or you identify yourself as drug smuggler extraordinaire. But then I had like the king of his little rat empire decided to ask me lots of questions and be all like, so why why should I let you go? Have you been arrested before? You're on a visa, we could really blah 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 and I'm like, I got lost. I was in a rush. What do you want from me? And, and eventually they let me out, but by that time, flight had already left. I had no idea where Jesse was. I also had no battery on my phone. Mm. And I'd just been touched in nice ways by men that I didn't like. It wasn't nice ways either. So that no, was... That was horrifying. It was. It was genuinely humiliating and dehumanizing. That's um,
1: That's of the point right?
0: yes and like let's be real about shit here wow I've suddenly gone urban having, having had my brush with crime um, like if I was black or more brown I would be in jail and not here but yeah he, he decided he, he came through and he said you gotta thank your lucky stars today and like I am tons late for my flight I don't know where Jessie is I have no way of getting in touch with her so I came out and was just like somewhat shaken charged up my phone tried to get, to get some signal I only had uh, carry-on. And no, they didn't. They gave me everything back. And so she just got on the flight and it was off in the air. Uh, so, so then I was like, okay, how do I get back home? And they said, just go and speak to your airline. They'll sort it out for you. By like, sort it out for me, they meant put me on standby indefinitely. So I, so I got out at about 10 and they were like, oh yeah, we'll put you on standby. Also, all of the flights are overbooked. course. So it was go to this gate. Wait for everybody to go through Hope that people haven't shown up Because they got bummed by border control And Jesse said to me like, Somebody got my seat Um, and, And I was bouncing around gates for most of the day Eventually went to, like, American Airlines, uh, Rebooking Center, and was like, what can I do? And they went, oh, so, why, why are you on standby in the first place? Oh, I was held up by customs. So your plane landed on time? But you held, were held up by customs? Yeah. Oh, we put you in totally the wrong group. Sorry, we can just bump your priority right up. Oh, great. And it still took me until, like, five to eight to be on a plane. And, and all of the people who were on standby, just like, it, it was, it was, Almost nice in that everybody kind of banded together and had this, like, making snide remarks mm-hmm. and cursing at people who showed up in that last two seconds mm-hmm. before they clear over oh, Well, that's infuriating. Um, it was, it was genuinely, I'm, I'm sorry like, that. it was genuinely probably the worst day of my life. It was like a horrible, horrible, awful experience.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can imagine um, being like thrown in a room by belligerent strangers and molested and threatened, threatened <laughs> to be deported is not a great. So
0: I totally, so, so I could have dealt with all of it had I been able to say right at the beginning to Jesse, I have been held up by customs. You should do this. And even if it was, go on the plane and I will catch up with you when I can. Or, like, just being able to say, here is the plan. How are the two of us going to find each other at the other end yeah, of this? Yeah, instead of being like, oh, she's probably really worried that yeah. I'm not there. Right. What if you what
1: if you transmitted a, a message about how you were trying to escape from customs? Right. So, Yes. At least you can be glad that you're very safe in this country now, and no one, no one foreign-looking will get in without
0: being humiliated. It was genuinely, genuinely awful. And, and like, the, all, all of us on standby were basically relying on someone else someone to else do else the same driver. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, this is a difficult situation, because I'd really quite like to get home, but I wouldn't want to wish that on anyone. Like, that was genuinely, genuinely awful and yeah so that was totally rubbish yeah that's on terrible and like I came, I came out of, of the whole thing and I was like I just want to go home and cry for a little bit and be on my own but then like 10 hours of dicking around in airports slowly getting like more and more stench cloud because I hadn't showered for days and I'd been in the jungle and was just like I am the grossest human <laughs> being alive and and eventually got home late last night I'm glad you guys Homes are
1: deported to some camp somewhere.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're such tools that they just dick swing, and there's no way of telling like, how malevolent they're, they actually feel like being, or if they're just being bad cops because they like power tripping. But he was like, We could arrest you, that would be really bad for your visa. You were trying, so I was like, not trying to do anything, honest mistake, how many times do I have to say this? But but yeah, I mean, if they decided to be dicks about it, I could still be there now. So I got, I, got, I did get confirmed on a flight back home, but it was like 7.55pm the following day, i.e. today. So I could have been like overnight in the airport. But also, because it wasn't the airline's fault, they, they didn't have like to put news, me in, yeah. a, in, in a hotel or give me any food. So I was like, so what am I supposed to do? And they said, mm-hmm. Luckily I have a friend whose parents live in Miami... <laughs> And and so I was like, I'm stuck in Miami, this sucks and she's just like, Wait a minute, I'm gonna call my mum <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, mom bring her, you cookies. <laughs> her mom was, was like on standby to pick me up from the airport oh, and, nice. and take me home and, and give me a shower and, and a place to sleep. But yeah, so like that was genuinely horrible and awful and I don't recommend it to anyone and yes I'm gonna see I think his name is Officer Cooney the the jerkwad who initially decided that I wasn't lost I was trying to smuggle things or whatever Um,
1: whatever you can do by going through a door
0: yes it's helpful for them to have
1: unmarked doors that are just, like, a trip to hell.
0: Yeah, it's like... I mean, so if I'd been in super paranoid mode, I would have gone, oh, well, these doors are closed, maybe I should look for more doors that are open. But I'm like, I am running really late. There are some barrier things here, but they're just poles. They're they do not don't have. They're not closed. The doors are closed, but I'd also, I also cannot see any other doors from where I am standing. And, like... At one point, the guy the, the guy asked me, so, like, if you were in the UK and you tried to do this, what would happen? And I said, I have no idea. And I think the actual answer is so like, they oh, would have go gone, this way. Who are you? I'm a passenger. I got lost. Can you tell me what the way out is? And they'd have gone, Yeah, it's over there. Go back through those doors. Which he did initially, but then the doors only open one way and there's no pull handle. So I was like, I can't get the doors open. And he's like, Right, you're a terrorist. I I genuinely don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's a really lonely job standing in front of a door that doesn't move because nobody goes through it because that side of the airport is empty. And maybe he was just desperate for some company and some excitement in his life. But Jesus fucking Christ. In conclusion, uh, Miami-Dade customs, total cunts. Well, sounds like a fun trip. How was the trip itself? The trip itself was pretty rough. Uh, Really? Yeah. So, yes, like, was that like rough in a good way? Like no, rough as in, rough as in like just rough. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, so Jesse was in urgent care, like, three, four hours before we had to leave Yeah, here, that sounded uh, terrible. With I thought that would be the worst thing that happened to you on the... No, no, it, it wasn't. With suspected appendicitis. And they were like, well, we'd really like to keep you here and see what happens, because, you know, we've taken some of your things, and some of your things seem high, and some of your things seem okay, but uh, you should just fucking go. So we went straight from her being in that condition, and in quite some pain, to the highest altitude possible okay. in all of Peru. So she's, like, really sick from altitude sickness. Like, she's not one of an iron constitution. And she was already in pretty bad shape beforehand. So that kind of knocked her for six. But high altitude is fun, have you ever been? Not really, no. Yeah, so you go up two flights of stairs and you're right. completely out of breath. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's good times. I mean, like, we saw and did a load of cool stuff. I saw some cool because bugs, right? Because a whole bunch of reasons. We also didn't see a load of stuff that I would have wanted to. Oh, that's too bad. Um, Did you get to Machu Picchu? Yeah, we we got to Machu Picchu and we were also then going to climb Picchu which is like a nu- it's it's right it's it like at the end of the Machu Picchu site, And it's this mountain that you go all the way to the top of. It's mm. like a, an hour's climb. It's another three or four hundred meters. It's pretty rough going. And I really wanted to head up there with Jessie, but like she couldn't because Ooh. it was hot and she was feeling like shit and miserable. So I went up on my own and it was it was a really rough climb. She was like, I don't think I can make it. And, and I was like, well, you could at least try. And she was like, nah. And literally, I got 30 seconds down the path and was like, yep, she Sorry. made the right choice. <laughs> um. Um, but I made it to the top, and it was a bitch of a climb, but it was stunning. <laughs> like, you can see down onto Machu Picchu from well cool. high. Yeah. I'm not going to show you the slide projection of my, my holidays. I will spare you that, also because the podcast can't really hear it. Just yeah. like... Click, click. So we started off at the highest altitude on, like, Titicaca, and went out and saw, like... The highest and most hilarious altitude. The highest and most hilarious altitude. And we went out and saw, like, the, the people who live on floating reed islands. Oh, that's cool. That I've seen
1: them in National Geographic.
0: Yeah. Um, it was actually really cool.
1: I mean, clearly... How do they feel about you coming out and seeing them?
0: <laughs> well, that's that's what they do now. Oh, I see. They have prostituted their culture for being able to survive, basically. Which, I, it just makes me, like, I, I feel really sad about tourism when shit like that happens. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I don't actually know how I feel, because, like, is in some better? sense... Is it
1: better that there's tourism or not?
0: <laughs> yeah, right, in, in like, you are giving them money. That is giving them a livelihood that they wouldn't otherwise have, but at the same time, they're literally singing you a song as the boat rides away. And it's like, eh you don 't want to be doing that. This is just like the situation that's awkward for all involved. Mm-hmm. So we went from there, and then we went to Cusco, and then we went up to Machu Picchu. That's why
1: people then, like to go places where, there's, where they've entirely eliminated the native population.
0: So right, like America. Yeah, and then and then we went to the jungle. Um, was the
1: jungle cool, or was it miserable and bitey?
0: It wasn't actually... I mean, so this was a city in the middle of the jungle. I I, I think I liked the jungle most out of all of them. Um, so it's this city in the middle of the jungle called what? the Kitas. They have two kinds of transport there. Motorbikes and motorbike taxis where they've literally taken the back wheel off a motorbike and turned it into a trike that you can sit two people on and it's like terrifying because there's just (laughs) this guy And, and their traffic patterns are amazing it's really fluid they just like slow they accelerate and slow down to make way for each other they never stop Mm-hmm. They just like kind of weave, but it's gentle, but also like at sixty miles an hour. Yeah, so so yeah, that was that was really cool. We took a river cruise, not up the Amazon, but up one of its tributaries, to a wildlife preservation thing, um, and a jaguar. So some endangered butterflies. We saw a... We did see a jaguar, actually. That's cool. We saw some red wackery monkeys. We saw lots of other monkeys and birds and stuff. That's cool. And an anteater. I an anteater. And on the very last day before we went home, I fed some manatees. <laughs> what did you feed them? Uh, leaves, like cabbage, I think. Or some kind of cabbage-y type. Were they just like wild manatees? or like No, no, it was at a rescue center. They live in the Amazon, but they also get eaten because they're slow and delicious. <laughs> yeah. uh, and really gentle. Um, yeah. They're so cute, though. They were lovely. It was like the best thing. And Je- Jesse was like, I don't give a shit about manatees. <laughs> I want to go and see the manatees. Look, I went with you to see the butterflies, and I don't give a shit about (laughs) butterflies. Butterflies are way less cool than manatees.
1: Right. Well, that that sounds good.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was was the the synopsis of... The holiday, apart from a, apart from one exciting other thing.
1: That yeah, we want to hear about the one exciting other thing.
0: The one, well, the, the one. Uh, is it, uh, the, is it
1: the exciting thing that that was previewed before in a secret podcast.
0: Yes, yes, it is. Okay, um, so our
1: listeners will not have heard that.
0: Yep, but we will. We can now release that podcast. So on the last evening that we had there, we went out to this like floating restaurant. On the river And they take you out on like a, a little traditional boat thing And it's, like, it's this really nice restaurant And the food is delicious But the whole thing was like this surreal farce Je- Jesse ordered something that said steak And got a fish steak My food came with a bug in it Like a big bug Like, like uh, deliberately? No um, <laughs> Not deliberately It was like a smallish crane fly or something <laughs> And then the music was like 80s classics Really shitty 80s love songs. songs, Were they covered? Covered by the same local woman.
1: Yeah, I love those. Those
0: are the best. Singing (laughs) Lady in Red without changing any of the lyrics. (laughs) And then... So we were listening to that going, this is terrible. And then the record got stuck and it played... (laughs) In my dreams by Rio Speed Love seven times Rio in a Speedlove. row. Is it Speed Love? Speedwagon. I, Speedwagon. Mm. Seven times in a row before they realise, <laughs> and we just like. Listening to this, just looking at each other again, this is supposed to be, like, a really romantic dinner, and there's a bug in my food, you got the wrong thing, this music is literally making me want to go down there, pick up the speakers and throw them into the river. And, yeah, so then on the boat back, I proposed and she said yes, so I took my girlfriend to the Amazon and then I lost her. Oh, um, so I, came, I came back with a fiance instead. Hmm. I hope Jessie's alright with that. Um, she seems to me. Okay, <laughs> she she seems to be quite happy. Excellent. So yeah, I'm grown up now. Well, not yet. Almost. I'm more of a grown up than I was. That's true.
1: And you've had your first brush with the
0: loss, and I'm Oh god. Genuinely, just terrible. Terrible. And and like, I don't want to re-enter America again after that. I can imagine I would. I will just. The, the problem is, like, now. I, next time I go through border controls and customs, I'm over like looking at looking at everyone really warily and sweating. <laughs> Which rule does not help? (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, So that was for well, well, I went. I was on a bus for ten hours, and that was very unpleasant too. You a bus not quite the, on same a bus? For the same level, but oh, I went to New York for the day for
0: ten hours.
1: It's like five hours there and five hours back.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say because I've been on a bus to, to New York, and it was like four, maybe six, on a terrible day. Yeah. Um, no, no, not continuously. Okay. I was, what were you doing in New York? I was seeing an old friend whose birthday it was two oh. days before. Eighty?
1: No, twenty-eight. No, thirty, maybe.
0: Okay, thirty is definitely. Old, yeah yeah she has a child oh god
1: it's terrifying
0: yeah children are terrifying it's pretty
1: cute it, it's, you know, it's only it's only skill so far in life is to scowl and how it does it a lot how old is this child six months
0: oh okay that's not that's not at the interesting age yet
1: no no it doesn't do anything it just scowls it's okay. very good at scowling mm-hmm. I picked her up and she cried
0: yeah obviously was, I would cry if you picked was, me up
1: as well, to be fair. Fair enough. But it was nice. I saw a lot of friends. It was a surprise party. She was uh, very surprised that a lot of people were at her house.
0: Yeah, that's that's quite weird.
1: And it explained to her why her husband was acting so weirdly the week before and saying ambiguous things. Like so Like, oh, what are we doing for my birthday? I think we're not doing anything. We should just wait and see. Oh no! She apparently earlier in the day she was she was so annoyed at him that he hadn't planned anything for her birthday that he would she was just like screw this I'm going to eat this cake you're saving for later oh no! But Luckily he had planned for that and had a decoy and it was the decoy cake it so. was
0: the, really uh-huh. that's fantastic <laughs> I approve of the, the notion of decoy cake so then did she eat two cake mm-hmm. jokes on her not, not entirely not think she ate the entirety of both cakes. Okay, good. So, well, I'm I'm back. I'm glad you're back. I'm pretty glad I'm back after yesterday. I'm sorry your
1: vacation was so (laughs) disappointing.
0: It was, like, we did a lot of really cool stuff. Machu Picchu is amazing. Go go there. The jungle was really cool. It, It just, like, there wasn't as much density of cool as I expected. Because, like, Jesse was sick and shit is difficult.
1: Yeah. Those um, those two things make everything much worse. Right. Especially being sick. just makes you not right. able, interested to do anything or able to enjoy anything. And yeah. Anything that is mildly hard becomes an impossible.
0: Yeah. Thing. I would go back. I, I mean, we didn't spend, we spent like you there three hours in Lima. We were there for like eight days or so. No, that's not that. It's not that long, but we were pretty tired of it. <laughs> um, Did you eat a guinea pig? Yes. How was it? Really disappointing. Mm. I also had Crocodile, but I had Crocodile before, and the mm. Crocodile I'd had before was much better than this Crocodile. Mm. And we went to this crazy market in the jungle where, like, they had everything, imaginable, like, just chopped up river turtle. <laughs> which I'm fairly sure is endangered. Danger, yeah. um, and, like, just just everything. Oh, God, and this crazy thing in Cusco where they were just selling whole cow heads. Mm. And literally there was just this guy who I, I saw pick, <laughs> pick up... Pick like a cow? No. So there was this one cow head that was sitting on the counter with its tongue sticking out. Um, and I was like, this is crazy. And then, and then just this guy is just carrying a cow head by the horns and just drops it in a pile of cow heads just like throws it down next to all of the other cow heads and I'm like, this is... I, I don't words... This culture is somewhat different than mine. Yes. Definitely a strange place. Very good place to go in terms of eating and sleeping cheaply, mm. because the exchange rate is super in our favor, and they're all really poor over there. So, I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm eating this thing, or, and it cost me a buck or something. Oh, taking um, advantage of others, others' poverty, is always. Right. Easy. Um, and then, you know, like, we would go out to a restaurant, and they would charge American prices, and I'd be like, this is
1: outrageous! <laughs>
0: I could to do that too. Yes. So yes, I'm, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be out of the heat. I'm glad to be out of Miami-Dade International Airport. Thank you, Officer Cooney, for being a total jerkwad. And I'm looking forward to resuming the mundanity of my life, uh, coming to work in a nice air-conditioned office, having had a shower in the morning. With water that was reliably hot in a house that isn't dusty or full of diesel fumes or doesn't have central heating and is incredibly high in the mountains so it's fucking freezing at night. Or just a whole bunch of other things that, as a white person, I feel entitled to unreasonably. Well, welcome back. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) And so the lesson is learned. Never leave the country. Good. Well, tell us how... what, What can you tell us? Tell us what you thought of my vacations, Peru at Brodello.net. Yeah, that would be Um cool. Or alternatively, congratulations at Brodello.net are warranted, so you should congratulate Probably, me probably, on. they should
1: go with congratulations for saying, because otherwise I might get them by accident.
0: They could do that, but I think... Uh, I they think probably didn't congratulate them. me when I
1: got married, so... Unless um, they're one of the two, one of the listeners who knows me.
0: And if you have anything to say about border controls or customs, the correct email is fuck you up. Officer Cooney at Brodello.net. And we will be sure to forward all messages onto him. I will be emailing that address from my personal account. <laughs> Otherwise, follow us on the Twitters at Brodello, and we will see you hopefully soon. I think maybe regular programming will resume now that I have had a break from doing loads of editing, although I'll have to edit two episodes tonight. And then I'll we'll be right back. And, and then I'll, I'll be, then right, be back right back to, back to back not to giving a fuck And we should find us a guess. A guest for, for Wednesday. Bye, Internet. Love you. We could bring you your a new fiancé. Oh, yeah, that's true. We should do that. Maybe
1: you would like to come in with
0: her? Oh, I can't. I can't handle her. Too much? We No, we have to maintain our uh, <laughs> our, our gender imbalance. We can't have that many women in the room at once. That's we'll too much like over- equality. We get overwhelmed. Yeah. They, they might have voices that say things that... What no. if they disagree with us? What if they, they disagree with us? Them. Well, it's our podcast and we'll edit them to say that they do agree with us. That's true. Just like we do with all other guests. Exactly. Goodbye.